Today's sermon text comes from Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 18. Matthew 25, 14 through 18. Hear now the inspired words of God. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five talents to one, three talents to another, and one talent to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. Then he left on his trip. The servant who received the five talents began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant with two talents also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one talent dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. So I look around and I see Batman, gorillas, steampunk, giant tacos, Austin's most famous costume shop, Lucy in Disguise with Diamonds. That's one of the places you guys sent me to look for God. And so there I was on mission for this sermon series trying to find out where God was in this costume shop. And that's a pretty fun assignment, but challenging. It's 8,000 square feet. Many of y'all have been there. But if you have been there, you know that they have all these rounders of clothes that are packed so tight you kind of have to crowbar them apart to even see them. And I felt like kind of a burrowing animal going through all the different racks and all the things they have. Costumes go up the walls. So there's masks and there's boots and there's scarves, hats, glasses, everywhere you look is a new costume. And so you kind of go in and you're, I don't know if you have this experience, but you just have to take a deep breath when you go in. So we, we kind of took it in and we were walking in a little deeper and I went with some friends and some folks who work at the church and one of them goes, look, Laura, is that wallpaper? And I look up, I never thought to ponder the ceiling, but it's all those little drop acoustic tiles. You can kind of see it in that bottom picture. And each one is a different wild pattern and color and wow. And so we're looking, maybe that is wallpaper. How do you think they did that? And a voice answers us. And it's this guy in prismatic sunglasses with long hippie hair and some love beads. He says, that's wallpaper. And we said, well, that's neat. And before we could leave, he said, our owner, Jenna Radke, has a whole 18-wheeler full of wallpaper. And when this store opened on April Fool's Day in 1984, she wallpapered every single one of the tiles. And we're like, wow, that's wild. And he goes on, he says, I love her. Like, not inappropriately, but you can tell that he has such admiration for the owner and founder of this costume shop. And so he goes on to tell us all about her, how when she was a teen, and she's in the center there, when she was a teen, she loved costumes so much that on Halloween, one Halloween, I think her senior year, she won $9,000 just entering costume contests and winning them. $9,000. The woman has a gift, right? Just cleaned out wherever she, I don't know if it was Austin or another place she lived all around. But he goes on to tell us that the way the costume shop got started is, so in her teens, she's, you know, raking in the money. Um, By the time she was in her early 30s, the costumes were kind of overwhelming her house. 
So if you went to visit her, you might have to clear some costumes aside to sit down. It was getting to, and she would admit this, I've seen articles by her, to a hoarder level of costumes. And so her friends sat down with her and they said, Jenna, we know you love this, but it's becoming too much and you either need to store these costumes away or share them with our town. Those are your only two choices. And as I'm walking through this costume shop and I'm thinking about where is God in the midst of this place, I keep coming back to how it got started. With that question, that challenge by those friends, look, you're really good at this, but you either need to hide it or share it. Because isn't that the choice that God gives every one of his children? You have been given something incredible, something unique, something that you're good at and nobody else is. And God says to each of our hearts, you either are going to hide it, which God doesn't want, or you'll be sharing it. So Jesus tells a story like this. You heard Pastor DG read it, right? He, he phrases it like this. There's an owner or a master. That's God. And he goes away and he has these three servants and he leaves them in charge of different parts of his wealth. And to one, he gives one talent and to another one, two talents and to another one, five talents. Now, a talent is a unit of money. I'd love to see one because one talent is worth $1.4 million. Did you ever realize that? So the owner is going away, and he's not saying, here's 50 bucks, you know? That's about what you can handle. The owner is going away and saying, here's 1.4 million. Here's 3 million. Here's 7 million. I trust you. Do well with it. Right? Ooh. So these two that got the 3 million and the 7 million, surely they were scared, but they say, okay, well, the owner trusts me, so I'm going to go out, I'm going to invest it, I'm going to buy a field, I'm going to plant a new crop, I'm going to use whatever skills I have, and we don't know when the owner's coming back. There's nothing given, but I'm going to be working, I'm going to be sharing and using what's been given me. This one with the one talent is like, this is $1.4 million. And I might screw it up. So I think the safe thing to do is just dig a hole where no one knows where it is and bury that talent, check on it every now and then. And when the owner gets back, he'll have back what he trusted me with. So the owner comes back, who's God, and, and the first two come back and they say, this is what we did and this is how we used it and look, there's more. And God said, you did so well. I knew I could trust you. And the other one's dusting his off and he says, I was scared. And I was scared you'd be mad if I screwed up, and so I just buried it in the ground, and here, have back what's yours. And that servant is the one that's condemned. He's the one that fails as the one who hides what God has given. Jesus tells us this story to remind us that when we become followers of God, it's not just about going, yes, I am part of God's family and I get to be part of this church and this is wonderful and let me receive all the things that God has for me, but there's this reciprocation. That when we are God's children, God is saying, you're my child and I trust you with invaluable things. 
And then we have the choice because God always gives us a choice. Do we hide those things or do we share those things? And oftentimes since we're talking about money, I think we get to this story of the talents and we think, well, that means I need to share my resources. I need to invest in in changing the world here. I need to invest in outreach. I need to give to the church. I need to be generous. And that's something this congregation does really well. But as I'm standing there looking through this whole store and I'm, I'm thinking about this lady who has this really quirky gift, right? She's good at costumes. And she, her friend said, you either need to hide that and keep it for yourself but get it out of sight or you need to share it with everybody. And I'm listening to all the people who are laughing and saying, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to be this character. My friend said, I've always wanted to be a mermaid. And you can be a mermaid at Lucy in Disguise. There's just this boundless joy that's there. It got me to thinking that we have the same opportunity, that everything God gives us isn't what you see on a balance statement or in your bank statement that some of the gifts and some of the most valuable gifts are talents and skills and passions and quirky hobbies, right? Not that we're going to make into the next great business venture in Austin, but that God is saying, I'm inviting you to invest in my kingdom. What is it that God has given you that you can give back as an investment in God's kingdom? What skill or what talent, what resource? Because every single person, every single one of you I'm looking at right now has something. That's what Jesus says, right? And it's not something small. You do not have a $50 gift. Will you believe me when I say you have a $1.4 million gift skill? or talent that you can offer to God. And this church is God's toolbox. We have everything we need right now to be about God's work of changing the world when we all use what we have. And so when we look at these gifts, you're thinking, okay, well, what could that be? Well, everybody gets something different. Did you notice that? One and two and five. Everybody has something different, so no need to compare yours to somebody else's, and they're all valuable. You won't need to go out and say, okay, well, I really want to be used by God, so I need to learn something. I'm going to go learn Greek or Hebrew. No. You've got it, okay? It's a gift. It's within you. Maybe it's been within you since you were so young. You've got it already. And don't think just religious gifts, okay? Don't say, well, um, we're talking about God's kingdom, so preaching and teaching and praying. Those are gifts, but there are so many more. I mean, some of you have amazing organizational gifts, financial gifts, okay? Some structural and strategic gifts. Some of you have some incredible artistic gifts. You can dance. You can paint. You can sing. You can play the accordion right? Some of you have some interesting sports gifts, right? You can do mountain biking or you run or you can sail. There are so many gifts. 
And so when we think about our gifts, we have to think beyond just the religious gifts and say, okay, well, what, what is it that people come to me for advice about? What is it that I love, that I just love to do? And then how might God allow me to use that for his kingdom? How could that change someone's life? How could that change the world? Because that's the return on the investment, right? You start with what God gives you, and it doubles when you share it. I'd say even triples and quadruples. So I've seen some of y'all doing that. I remember when we first found out that there's kids who, half of the kids at Spicewood Elementary are on free or reduced meals. So that means that they're hungry. And we support Helping Hand Crisis Ministry. We provide food and utility assistance and dental care. But all Helping Hand has is canned foods and frozen foods. You just can't get fresh fruits and vegetables. And our nurse was telling us, we really need to get fresh fruits and vegetables. All right, well, that's a big order because there are hundreds of people who come to Helping Hand every month, hundreds. And none of our gardens individually can produce that. Well, there were some people, the nurse and somebody who is a master gardener in our congregation and somebody who could drive um, heavy equipment, that was their gift, in our congregation, and another person who can set up irrigation systems in our congregation, okay? You might not know how individually those things could be used for God, right? But they got together and they found this land that the library had that was really rough and fallow, and they got permission from the library to make a community garden, and many of y'all went out and helped put the boxes together and help assemble the irrigation lines as the person who knew how to do it was instructing us. And now, because they shared with God, we have this pharmacy garden that produces 100 pounds of fruits and vegetables every month. That changes the world. Everybody has a gift a talent to share for God. Um, I remember when I was first here, we were building the sunrise room. It used to be an open patio. And as I'm walking around looking at construction, I see this tall young man who's looking at the baseboards. And I said, hey, how's it going today? What are you up to? Because it's a Monday or whatever. And he says, I am an expert witness when construction goes bad. I testify in court about that. I said, oh. He said, I hope you don't mind, but I've been making a list of problems that I see. <laughs> and perhaps you could present these to the contractor before you sign off on the final thing. Thank you. Okay, so about two weeks later, I said, that is such a gift, and I'm so glad you found out how to share it appreciate this. And he comes back two weeks later and he says, I know we just finished this, but this won't be the last thing we do. And when we build again, I would like to, to give my time from the start to make sure that we don't have any problems. And similarly, there was a woman who said, I, my, my gift is financials. So I'm going to watch over the budget when we build our multi-use building. And there was somebody who said, I run interviews, and so I will run the interviews. When we interview engineers and contractors and all those folks, I'll run, I'll run them. 
and somebody else said, I'm a third-generation stonemason, and this is looking amazing, but I feel like our campus, we've got some cracks in the masonry, and I want to make the rest of the campus look good, and so I'm going to fix all the masonry cracks. And there were engineers and architects and all so many of you who stepped up and said, you know what God has allowed me to do? It's this. And I'd love to be able to share it at this moment. Everybody has a talent to share for God. What's yours? What skill or gift or passion has God put in your life, has God entrusted into your care to, to watch over and to use and to help flourish while you're here on this earth? Some of you already know, right? And, it, and then the step is, okay, so I'm going to be brave and I'm going to step up and say to Jim, hey, I keep this quiet, but I play a mean banjo, you know? Um, or you're going to say, I really have AV skills, so I'm going to go talk to John and Amy and say, I can do that. Or I just have this passion for the next generation. I know that they're our future, and so I'm going to go give an hour. I'm going to go talk to Claudia and be there one hour a month. There's so many places, the foodies or the prayer shell. You may know, or you may say, you know, I have this really quirky gift, and I don't know where it goes. You know, I'm an expert witness when construction goes wrong or, or whatever it is, you may not know. Would you come tell me? And I'll write it down. And I may not know either where God wants to use it yet, but I promise you God wants to use it. And there will come a day when there's a phone call or there's a need and suddenly I say, well, I know who God has equipped to deal with this or to help us respond to this need in our community. The thing that holds us back is fear. Right? That's what the one who hides his talent in the ground says. I was just afraid. Now, whether that's afraid of failing or afraid it's going to take too much time or afraid, you name it, fill in the blank, he's afraid. The ones who have more and they invest it, God is with them, and it's doubled. And I need us to stand over here with these two and say, okay, when God gives me something and trusts it to me, to you, he'll be with me, and the world will change. The world will change. I think about Jenna Radke at Lucy in Disguise. And I think, wow, what if she had decided that she was just going to hide it, right? She would have killed it every Halloween, right? New costume. But Austin would have been so much less fun. And we have such a greater opportunity not to be the next great business venture or really fun costume makers, but to change the world, to be more like God's kingdom, to be more like heaven every day. What gift is yours? Everybody has a talent to share for God. 
Let's pray. God, thank you for trusting us, your children, with some incredible talents. Help us to know what is ours and to hear your call to share it. Help us to remember that here as your body in this place, as your people, we have all we need. You've already made sure of that. As long as we all don't hide, we share. We ask that we would be your tools in this world, Lord. And we ask that you would be part of that harvest so that it truly would be double or triple or quadruple what we invest in time and money and our skills and talents because we give it for you. We ask this in your strong name. Amen.